is the Entertainment Beyond Podcast with your host Jensen Dean Jackson and Alan Weinstein, bringing you all things relevant in pop culture and entertainment. We will be with you weekly, at least, talking about movies, politics, music, and all things in between. So check us out. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. We'll hopefully get it eventually. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Entertainment Beyond. As always, I'm one of your guest hosts, Jensen Jackson, joined by... Alan Weinstein. And Alan, today this uh, this episode is unofficially, and I say unofficially because they didn't contact me in any way to plug this, but this episode is unofficially brought to the listeners by Regal Unlimited, the new unlimited movie subscription plan that lets you see as many movies as you want to. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I'm unfamiliar with that. I'm not. Maybe they have it in your, in your city. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I'll have to look into that. It starts at the base plan starts at $18. You can see, I think, up to 100 Go to a, up to a hundred different um, the Regal theaters with the basic plan, and the highest tier is twenty three. So it's not breaking the bank by any stretch of the imagination. Very interesting. That's uh, that's good to know for all us uh, avid moviegoers. Yeah. And... So before we get started on Alita, I had to touch on something that just was brought to my attention today. I had to get your opinion on it. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but it, it, it moved the needle big time for me. So I thought it should be the very first thing I mentioned. Sorry for jumping the gun, but it's, it's right in the very forefront of my mind right now. So did you see that apparently, along with Robert Pattinson playing Batman, that Michael B. Jordan is going to play Superman? No, I did not hear that he's, he's taking over for henry cavill he's apparently going to i guess they're gonna do another justice league or something they're combining michael b jordan i guess playing superman in the movie that pattinson's gonna play batman i'm not I sure think... how they're gonna do it i mean but that's that's what the little article said i have to look for it again and forward it to you but I was very surprised when I heard that. Not surprised in a bad way. I love Michael B. Jordan. I think it's great. I just, I was, I was, it was interesting. It's interesting. I, yeah. What do you think? Um, well, I do know they're talking about him, like, before they cast Robert Pattinson, but they were talking about Michael G. Michael B. Jordan playing a black version of Superman from Earth 2's comic in it, oh. where Superman becomes uh, the president and whatnot. Okay. But this is a new. I'm trying to Google it, and I'm not coming up with anything. Really? Yeah. I, I'm afraid to touch my phone because I don't want to do anything to mess up the recording. But yeah, my uh, when I was uh, selling, uh, when I was out at the the flea market this morning with my buddy, he was telling me, and I was like, "Really?" And I googled it. And when I googled it, it came right up. I just googled Michael B. Jordan Superman, and it came right up. Well, I just Googled that, but I got a story from, from July, which is fairly old. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't check the date. I mean, I don't know. I just saw that it said Michael B. Jordan was going to be taking over for Henry Cavill in, in the next generation of Superman, which, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't pay attention to the date. I mean, I figured it was 
it, it had to be pretty relevant. It was at the top of the, the sprawl. So, or pretty, you know, uh, current. I, it had to be current because I hadn't heard of it. I mean, how old could it be? I mean, it's, it's brand new news. I mean, even if it was July, it's still pretty new, still pretty new news. So, so yeah. but I thought that was really cool. You know, I don't, you know, I, I guess I don't know. Again, I don't know the source material. I didn't know that, um, that there was a black bat or black uh, Superman in Earth 2. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, in, in, for the sake of, of integration, I have no problem with, you know, making, you know, fictional characters, uh, different, you know, play, allowing different races to play fictional characters. You know, it's, it's, I, I have a little bit more of an issue with it when it's, um, real life, true life stuff, you know, when, when there's a real life person that you're telling a story about or, or attempting to present it as real life, you know, when you're, when you're telling a story about samurais, you should use Asian people. When you're telling a story about, you know, whatever it is, you know, you should use people that fit that. But when it comes to fictional stuff, I have no problem with it. And I, and I love Michael B. Jordan. He's one of my favorite actors. So, and Superman is my favorite superhero. So for me, it's kind of a match made in heaven, which is why I, it really spiked my interest when I, when I read that. Well, for most people, it won't be a problem. But if it does happen, I'm already prepared for the uh, black lash, just <laughs> like with the uh, Ariel being cast. You know, black people aren't really allowed to have anything, it would seem. And uh, even being cast as fictional characters is just a big no-no. You know, they wanted to cast Donald Glover way back in the day as a black version of Spider-Man and all the little clan members and white nationalists and white power fuck faces came out of the woodwork and threatened him and threatened the people reporting that it just it's uh yeah no it's frustrating you know i think we touched on this before i'm tired i'm not not prejudiced or racist but i'm tired of seeing the white male as the hero and the white male is the only representative for what's quote unquote you know i can't see him using air quotes good it's just it's time for people who make these kind of things to realize that that's a very outdated way of catering to people. Maybe you could get away with that shit decades ago, but people don't want to fucking see that because there's more in the world than just the blonde haired, blue eyed white guy. There's a bid who works at the Seven Eleven and owns that motherfucker. There's, you know, Mr. Chang who owns 10 fucking laundromat stores. There are different people who would like to see representation for themselves and and white people can't represent me. You know, I wouldn't even say that they could represent you being a man of a Jewish background. You know, wouldn't you like to see a, a Jewish superhero or something like that? Well, sure, of on course. The screen? Of course. Yeah. I definitely would like to see, you know, when you're telling, you know, when it's a Jewish movie, I like to see Jewish actors playing Jewish roles. I mean, obviously, I mean, that's, you know, and I, and I like to see that. I mean, first of all, it's authentic to the story. And if you're going to tell the story, be authentic. But above and beyond that, it, it just seems to me to, to, to be the right thing to do. I mean, it doesn't seem right to to cast Asian, you know, Asian characters with white actors and makeup or, or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, Native Americans, you know, white actors and makeup, all sorts of, any way you can get away with using white people instead of, you know, the, the people that you're actually, you know, the characters that they're supposed to be is, is, is what they normally do. And I think it's terrible. I mean, yeah. It was like one of the worst offenses. What was it? Lawrence of, a, of Olivier or whatever, where, uh, 
what's his name? Charlton Heston. Yeah, and and yeah. played a black person. You know, blackface is just like we've had enough. We've had a lifetime and a half of this bullshit, and it, it has to stop at some point. Like you got to realize, like there's nothing wrong. You know, of course, you know I can never say like some like Captain America. You know, then then it's appropriate. You know, but don't be doing shit and, and throwing like, oh, you know, in the comic books, he was a Canadian Asian man, but we're just going to make him white to make him more palatable. Like, what the fuck is palatable about racially disrespecting right. an entire uh, subset of people? It just, it's, it's, I'm not mad. I would be interesting to see what Michael B. Jordan would bring to the character. I'm just uh, sad and fearful for all the hatred, you know. It'll bring Idris Elba got so much hatred back in the day when they cast him as Heimdale, just based on the fact that he was a white person in the comic books. But what most of these idiots don't realize is that you go back further, far enough in comic book history, it was all white people because those were the times. Things didn't progress where we had gay comic book characters, black, Hispanic, Chinese, even redheaded characters, even though that's not a race. It's, you know, they're just their own special people. <laughs> but times have to change and the more things you know change the more they stay the same i'm well, a believer in that and it's fictional you know i mean it, look if 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 we were telling the life story of alan weinstein or of, of jd jackson it, it's got to be jd has to be played by a, a black dude and alan has to be played by a white skinned guy it, that's just the way it needs to be if it's somebody that i created out of my head it can be played by anybody i mean if it's a fictional character it doesn't matter whether they're black or white it shouldn't matter whether the source material created them black or white it's a fucking fictional character i mean it makes no difference one way or the other what is a person going to be offended you know what I mean? It's a goddamn fictional character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I again, if you're telling a story about John F. Kennedy, you're not going to make him black. You know, I, that I get. You know what I'm saying? But if you're, you know, I mean, it just, yeah, it doesn't seem, when it comes to fictional shit like that, it just seems it's stupid. It's all stupid all the way around. Any, any argument about race is, you know, other than the argument for inclusion and, and against it is stupid. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just the fact that we have these debates, it's uh, just that we have to have these debates about whether there's enough representation or, or you know, so-and-so and so-and-so is doing this and doing that. And it just, it's, it seems, it's frustrating that, it, that we still have to, you know, and, and I'm sure for a person of color, it's got to be even more frustrating. I mean, you know, so it's, yeah, it is what it is. But I didn't, I mean, that definitely took a, a, a turn, not that I, not that that's not a valid part of him playing Superman. I just, I didn't necessarily want to get all <laughs> super way into that. I just wanted to mention that little piece of news before we busted into Alina. Just because, like I said, for me, Superman is is my guy, and I really like Michael B. Jordan. So when I read that, I was like, oh, dude, this is going to be awesome. I mean, I, you know, I don't even care what it is. I just imagine it's going to be cool. Because, I mean, I haven't seen him do anything that I didn't like, um, Michael B. Jordan. And so I can't imagine that it's not going to be good. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it should be interesting. That's, you know, I guess we'll have to take a wait-and-see approach to see if anything ever comes of it. Yes, sir. So I know that you mentioned that you um, have a, a, a kind of a long history with Alita. So I figure I'll let you kind of lead the charge a little bit um I'm, I, well it's not it's just a long history and the fact that i've uh this was a, a manga which is a japanese comic or asian right. comic 
And uh, yeah, I picked it up when I was shit, man, thirteen or fourteen, and it was there's a lot of them, so it's it's got a rich history. And uh, no, I've been I've been like watching when you a lot of, when you say a lot of them, do you mean like they've done a lot of issues? Yeah, a lot of volumes of this uh, manga. So and I, this, but I mean, are you talking about Alita specific? Because manga is like a genre, right? As I mean, whereas elite is a specific. Well, no, it's not a genre. It's it's a form of it's like Japanese comics. It's just what they call Japanese comics or, right. or so, comics from Asian culture. And that's an umbrella term that includes Alita. Yes. Okay, it's not it's not exclusive to Alita. No. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So are you are you saying are they are they more like a graphic novel as opposed to like yeah a, they're 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 graphic novels they're just called mangas and in, in Asian culture right. to and, differentiate. And do you mean that they've done a lot of Alita graphic novels specifically Alita? Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to get to. I, I guess I was I wasn't sure if that's what you meant. Well, you know, you probably picked the bong up before we started. Oh, always. <laughs> Cool. Which is, and of course, I watched this movie a week and a half ago, which is why you got to leave in charge of this because I'm like, oh, yeah, they're all scattered, and I'm like, uh, I vaguely remember that scene, and I vaguely remember this. No, yeah, I think you got to leave the charge. You know why? Before I tell you why, I think you got to take the charge of this one. I do want to let you know that originally this was a James Cameron production that he'd been working on for like way too fucking long, right? And he had passed the reins down to Robert Rodriguez over at Troublemaker Studios because he couldn't to see a way how to finish it. I and did notice in the credits, I was very surprised. I wasn't surprised to see Robert. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. So I was just saying that I, I don't know if you heard me say that I was very surprised when I saw James Cameron's name is in the screenplay of the movie. So I, I didn't know that. And, and, you know, I guess it's just because Avatar left such a bad taste and left me so cold that I, I'm so down on James Cameron. Because I, 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 you know, I, I did a little bit of, I mean, I looked him up a little bit again to kind of familiarize myself with some of his earlier stuff. And I had totally forgot that he's, that he gave us the Terminator. And, and the Terminator is one of my favorite sci-fi action films of all time. So, you know, he's done some good stuff. And, and, you know, you know the story of Titanic, you know, going into it, you know, basically what's going to happen. And, and it's a long three-hour, you know, whatever it is, chick flick. But it's it's still a decent film, you know. And in hindsight, he's done some good stuff. And this is another good thing. Now, obviously, like you said, uh, you know, I was unaware that he passed it down to Robert Rodriguez because he couldn't figure out how to finish it or wrap it up or whatever the case may be. But this was a good film. And I, I was really surprised to see his hand in it. Yeah. Now, uh, to tell you why I think you should take the lead, you'd actually seen it more often than I did. I saw Alita Battle Angel towards the end of its cinema run, and I had to leave. I thought I left with, like, halfway through the movie. I left right when she started doing the battle, murder ball, whatever thing. And right. I left because some person in a the movie theater... And I don't know if it's like some kind of tick or something, but every time it would get silent with the dialogue in theater, you could loudly just hear it. And it it just kept pulling me out of the movie, so I had to leave because I was going to lose my shit. And uh, so when I said, you know, oh, you're watching it, let me me grab it so I can finish it, you know, it turns out, as it turns out, I only had about, 
15 to 20 minutes left in the movie. Okay. So that was that was disappointing. I uh but it's I mean, you know, one thing I can say off the top uh I do know from the comic books is that uh it is pretty much like that where uh Earth has been some kind of calamity and all the races are living together and it's just might be a little predictable that's still too many white people, you know, for for a fucking manga comic. There's a lot of white people in that movie. Good, good, well, two good white actors in uh, Jennifer Connelly and um, Christoph Waltz. I did not like the romantic male lead. I thought he was typical porridge-looking ass, can't you act. Like Hugo? No, I didn't like fucking Hugo. That was made me so excited when he fucking... Got not only got turned into a robot, but then idiotically died. I'm like, yeah, because I didn't fucking like you at all, you piece of shit. <laughs> I know that that's a little harsh. I mean, his character was a little. Uh, he was little, a piece of shit. <laughs> you mean because he, because he held down robots and stripped them yeah, down? Yeah, it was jacking robots, and I just <laughs> he he was boring too. Like you already knew as soon as he showed up. Like, oh great, like here we go again. He was boring. I didn't, I didn't, you know, there was a lot of good stuff about this movie and I don't know anything about the source material. I, I came to it completely with nothing, no expectations, no nothing, no knowledge even. So um, I wasn't sure at all what to expect. And by the time it was done, there were a couple little things, you know, that I, I, I thought could have been better, but overall I thought it was a good film. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, Chris, Robert Rodriguez, uh, you know, in my opinion, almost everything he touches is, is is at least good quality, if not, you know, really good stuff. Jeez, uh, you must not have seen those last couple of Spy Kid movies. <laughs> I know, I didn't. The only one I saw was the first one. That's the one. That's the only one to see. Yeah. So, but, you know, I mean, the Grindhouse movies were good. Um, and, I, you know, just in general, I, I tend to like his stuff. Um, so, I, you know, I I, I knew that it was, I knew he had directed it. I didn't know James Cameron was involved in it, but I knew he had directed it before I came to it. So I guess I didn't know nothing, but so I knew that it was going to be, that I figured out enjoying it. And, and I, you know, I definitely was not disappointed. I love Christoph Waltz. Um, you know, he's, uh, I became familiar with him really, I think for the first time that I could really remember in Inglorious Bastards where he played the Jew hunter. <coughs> Excuse me. And he was great in that. And he's, you know, equally as good in this. I, you know, I, I, he's really good in this. Holy shit, the situation is so ridiculous. All I can do is laugh about it. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? I can. can you, you can hear me? I can. All right. Probably for another second or two. <laughs> Probably. Cut us off already. All right. I don't even want to say those words again because it feels like every time I ask that same question it cuts us off that's what it seems like well <laughs> it was motion capture so pretty much all CGI okay yeah, yeah. I mean so 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 it's basically just her voicing the, the character okay well it's her voicing the character and then you know they did what they did with Mark Ruffalo where they take the likeness okay of the actor right and, and put the face kind of right okay yeah, yeah, I you know uh, Alita was she was really cool. The character herself, her big eyes, I just I, her big eyes were really cool and just 
I, you know, she's a very cool character um, in general. I thought that they did a good job with her. Rose Salazar did a good job in the acting part of it, and the CGI part of it was really cool. I thought she looked really cool. Yeah, it was a very, uh, very interesting look. I enjoyed it uh, yep. immensely. Is it is it close to the? I mean, does she look really similar to the source material? Yes, she does. That's good. So yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I, it's the story. You know, I it's an interesting story. I she, clearly, you know, she wakes up, or you know, Ido brings her back to life, and nobody knows where who she is or where she came from. And then, and so for a while, you know, she has, I guess, like this amnesia thing going on. And then they kind of, I was a little confused. And I guess I get that the only way that you get to Zalem is to be the motorball champion, I guess. But I didn't care for the motorball part of of the story, honestly. I thought the story itself is strong enough that you don't have to include a dumb sport with it. I don't know. It just kind of seems weird. Um, but I did, I mean, I, I guess it was kind of a cool, um, vehicle to have a cool motorball fight scenes on the track. I mean, there were definitely some cool fighting scenes and cool scenes in the motorball stuff that they did with CGI and so on. But I just, for me, the motorball part of the story was, I didn't think was necessary and I didn't necessarily care for that, just that little part of the story. I don't know how you felt about the motorball. I thought the murder ball or motor, whatever the hell they call it. You know, sometimes in movies, there's just plot devices to keep the plot moving along. Right. And uh, that's kind of what I felt about it was just, uh, <clears throat> it was a plot device. It didn't really yeah, that, add there, a is, lot. Is motor ball part of the source material? That I do not remember. As I said, it was, I read these uh, graphic novels when I was way younger, like very, very young, way before I started smoking weed. So those memories <laughs> might have been erased by now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, I liked it. I thought the movie is shot well. The cinematography is pretty. I mean, it's, it's you know, the, even though, you know, your takes on, on Hugo or what they are, I, the bike that he rides is pretty cool. That unicycle, motorcycle thing that he rides is pretty cool. Um, I thought they had some, you know, some very cool futuristic looking stuff. Um, I thought they, you know, did it, James Cameron, you know, seems to have a decent eye for science fiction and, and, and futuristic stuff that comes across as fairly legitimate and viable. You know, I thought that that most of the stuff that took that, that seems to be, you know, uh, in the modern or in the futuristic world that Alita takes place in seems to make sense. I mean, it seems to be pretty, you know, realistic for the fact that it's in the future and that we obviously don't know, but it seems like it would, it it makes sense to how it could be potentially. So um, I I thought some of that was cool. Um, I like, you know, obviously Christoph Waltz is is a good actor um, and Dr. Ito is a cool character. There's a lot of good stuff in this. I, the first cool fight scene um, before she has any idea who she is, you know, when she first kind of just. Um, oh, when she's after- tracking down the hunter killer, which is like the worst name for an assassin ever. <laughs> right. And then she just kind of reacts without realizing what she's doing. And then she's like, well, what's going on here? And then, yeah, 
So that was kind of cool. Hunter, yeah, Hunter, Warrior, Warrior, Hunter. Oh, it's Hunter, Warrior. I thought it was Hunter, Killer. I kept saying Hunter, Killer. Hello? Can you hear me? I can. What's going on? Not much. What's going on? Uh, Trying to finish this goddamn podcast. (laughs) Seems like that's all we're trying to do all of a sudden now is finish them every time. Yep. So, uh, let's see. I don't even remember what the last thing we were talking about. I don't know. I mean, we were talking about Alita. Um, Hunter Warrior was a lame concept. <laughs> yeah, that was just a stupid... You just, why couldn't you just call them assassins? Right? Yeah. I thought all the cybernetics were cool. I thought a lot of the stuff that that Ito did with the cybernetics, or that was just... In general, was cool. Uh, I guess... That that bladed hand, the the cyborg lady that she um, beheaded with the blade hands, she was pretty cool. I don't remember her name, but uh, Alita fought her and killed her, removed her head. Yeah, in the scene. I don't remember that, her name either. That was uh, trippy, though. You thought it was a real person, turned out to be some kind of monstrosity. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, no. uh I liked, uh, what's his name? I think Gruishka was, like, the main villain cyborg who was, you know, that's the... Oh, the guy that murdered that dog? Right, yeah. He was kind of, like, the main bad guy that she fought several times. He was kind of cool. I mean, he was all right. Um, I liked the idea. I mean, I liked the concept that she was, you know, URM uh, tech, and she ended up being a URM berserker. It was kind of a cool twist to the story. That part of the story was much better than the motorball part of the story, which, I, again, I didn't really care for. And I thought the ending where you know, he, Hugo gets killed by that, the thing that comes down on whatever that, as a tentacle or the arm of of the ship and that little round spiky thing that comes down and kills him, you know what I mean? And I, Instead of... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I thought that was great. Yeah, well, and, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't disappointed when he died, but I just thought it was kind of weird how, like, instead of trying to just charge up there and do it herself and, and kind of just, she decides to go back and wait two years and become rollerball champion or motorball champion, and that's, I mean, I and at the end, I guess she's champion, so she's going to go up to Zalem, and that's where the movie ends. I just thought that was kind of a weird end to the thing. I I thought they should have just had her go up and just, you know, I don't know, do something besides wait two years and play motorball and then be champion. <laughs> well, you got to drive that plot forward, you know, stretch it out for another <coughs> another movie. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Are they gonna do? A, uh, they're gonna do another one? Huh? The... Um. Well, it's owned. That was a Fox property, so it's up to Disney. Okay. And Disney's kind of been like the opposite of doing any other. Fox property movies have kind of been scaling them back. Do you know how it did at the box office? I mean, did it do well enough to justify? I do not know that offhand. I would have to Google it. I mean, you know, it it sounds like um, like I didn't like it as much as I did, but I really enjoyed it. I mean, there were a couple things I had issues with, which I mentioned, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was an enjoyable flick. You know, I, I, I really I found myself um, intently watching it, which, you know, the last few movies I've sat down and watched, uh, I've had some issues getting through. 
Um, I just sat me and Cindy watched uh, The Hustle with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. No, you should have known what you were getting into with that. <laughs> it was even worse than, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm not expecting high art, but I like Anne Hathaway and I like Rebel Wilson. I think they're both funny and I think they're both decent actresses. You know, obviously Rebel Wilson is kind of a, you know, she's on the fringe. She's, you know, kind of usually a lot of potty humor and kind of, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, highbrow stuff, but I tend to like her. I like the Pitch Perfect movies. I like, think she's funny, but this, it, they were funny in scenes, but the movie itself, the, the vehicle was terrible, the story. And it, it was like a very, very bad, dirty, rotten scoundrels, like, you know, bad dialogue, bad plot, bad. Yeah, it was, yeah. So I was very disappointed in that, which, you know, so, I mean, Alita, I really enjoyed it. Again, there were a couple of things I had issues with, but overall, I thought it was a strong movie. I really enjoyed it. What did you think? I mean, overall. I thought it was good. I thought it was good for what it was. Uh, it took long enough for it to come out. So I'm not going to really complain because I've been waiting for this movie for ages, it seems. So, yeah, I thought for what it was, it was good. And I'd definitely like to see more in the future, but we don't know what's going on with what Disney will want to do with it. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it'll be, it would be interesting to see them do another one. I mean, I don't, I, I assume that that would be her, you know, going to Zalem. I mean, I, that seems to be the natural progression of the storyline at this point from where they left off, which I guess I'm kind of interested in. I mean, I wouldn't mind knowing a little bit more backstory about the whole fall, I guess they call it. And, and, you know, the, the, where the ships came from and how they ended up and where they're at now and so on. So um, I, I'd be interested in that. You don't get very much backstory. In fact, you get very little like ultimate backstory about what you get little snippets here and there throughout the film. And I guess enough to kind of put together what would generally happen, but not, not really. I mean, they never really come out and just explain what happened. Well, you know, again, you got to tease it, tease it, you don't reveal it all. Sure. Tease it. Sure. That's, uh, that's just how business goes with movies. But I would say if you wanted to know the backstory, I would just pick up the, uh, go to the library or whatnot and look for them. Or yeah. go get on, uh, download um, the Hoopla app. And if you got a library card, put your number in and then you can just download all the uh, volumes to your phone and check them out that way. Oh, nice. Okay. I do have a library card. I'll have to check out Hoopla. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, that's... Uh, Basically, a digital library. Download movies, music, whatnot. Interesting. Yeah, so no more having to go to the library and deal with walking in the bathroom with a homeless person jerking off or, you know, <laughs> someone tweaking out. Libraries just aren't safe, quiet places anymore. It's just become a place for homeless people to ruin. No, I, I, unfortunately, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, check out the Hoopla app. I don't know if you had anything else to say about the movie. There's uh, quite a bit of news. Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily have anything else to say about the movie other than I enjoyed it, and I, I, I would look forward to seeing the second one. Yeah, no, I'd definitely uh, be willing to start in with the news, whatever news you got. Let's, uh... Did you have any, have any news? Um, not really. I mean, the main thing that I had was the Michael B. Jordan thing that I touched on before we talked about Alita. Um, I, uh, I, it's not news, but, uh, today I watched, uh, both the newest Dave Chappelle stand-up special sticks and stones on. Oh, is there a on, new one? 
Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, it just came out, I think, like a, a week ago or a couple days ago, even. So um, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's, I, I think he signed that contract to do three or four Netflix specials. And I think this is either the third or fourth one. This might be the last one of the bunch that he agreed to do. Or maybe it's the second one. I'm not sure. I think he's done two or three now. Um, and so it, it's funny. I mean, it's classic Dave Chappelle. So that was very funny. And I also saw, I also watched. Uh, the Chris Rock special, I think, apparently it's from last year. I thought it was from 2019, but I guess it's from 2018. Tambourine, which I think is the most recent stand-up special, both of which are very good. It's funny, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's because they're both East Coast black comics, but they tend to touch on a lot of the same things. I mean, very different ways, but a lot of the same kind of subjects, you know, so... Um, there was kind of some overlapping themes, but they're both extremely funny. I mean, I, you know, I, they're both, you know, a plus comedians. So um, I enjoyed both of those a lot. I, I recommend them to anybody, especially anybody that's a, a Dave Chappelle fan or a Chris Rock fan. I mean, they're equally as good as any of the other stuff they've done. So if you've liked their previous stuff, you will like these. Let's check them out. I, uh, myself, have been watching quite a bit of movies. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm -hmm, uh, last week, last Thursday, which was good. I would suggest, uh, maybe not for you, because it's a really, it's almost a three-hour movie, and it can be quite a stretch to uh, watch. So I saw that. I enjoyed that movie. I also saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which was uh -huh. also another very good movie. And then just last night, I watched um, Brightburn, which is a nice little twisted take on the Superman.